Hey, math fans, Jason Marshall, Math Dude here with your weekly dose of quick and dirty tips to make math easier. Two episodes ago, we talked about how you can use the rule of 72 to figure out how long it will take for the value of an investment to double. In the last episode, we talked about a fundamental idea in math called exponentiation. Today, we're going to put these two ideas together to discover something called the compound interest formula. You can use it to calculate exactly how much the value of your investments will grow over time. But first, in response to the last episode, math fan Edward pointed out that the way I worded my description of exponentiation could possibly lead to some confusion. In the episode, I said that you square a number by multiplying it by itself twice, cube a number by multiplying it by itself three times, and so on. But actually, when you square a number, as in 3 squared is equal to 3 times 3, there's only one multiplication performed. So instead of saying that squaring a number is multiplying it by itself twice, I could have been clearer and said that squaring a number is multiplying two copies of the number together using one multiplication operation, and so on for higher powers. With that out of the way, let's talk about compound interest. Our goal when talking about the rule of 72 was to figure out how long it takes to double money in a compound interest earning investment. But what does that mean? Well, if you have $1,000 invested in an account that earns 1% interest each year, then since 1% of $1,000 is $10, at the end of the first year, your account will contain $1,000 plus $10, which is equal to $1,010. If you leave all of that in the account and continue to earn interest on it, then since 1% of $1,010 is $10.10, at the end of the second year, the account will contain $1,010 plus $10.10, which is equal to $1,020.10. Year after year, you can use this method to see how much your account will grow. And importantly, you'll see that not only is the original $1,000 that you put into the account earning interest, but the interest that you earn year after year is itself earning interest. And that's what we mean by compound interest. Instead of going through this whole procedure of calculating and adding 1% of the account's value to its balance year after year, wouldn't it be nice if there was a way for you to figure out in one fell swoop exactly how much the account will be worth some number of years later? Well, there is. To figure out how it works, let's think about what we're actually doing when we calculate the interest earned by our account in one year. As you can check, the value of the account at the end of the first year can be calculated using the formula FV is equal to PV times the quantity 1 plus the interest rate. Wait a minute, what is all that? Well, the symbol FV represents the future value of the account. That's the value at the end of the year. The symbol PV represents the present value of the account. That's the value at the beginning of the year. And the interest rate is the annual interest rate written as a decimal. For example, an interest rate of 1% is written 0.01, 5% is 0.05, 10% is 0.1, and so on. So the equation says that the final value is equal to the previous value times the quantity 1 plus the decimal interest rate. Using our example from earlier, we can use this formula to find that after one year, $1,000 is worth $1,000 times the quantity 1 plus 0.01 which is equal to $1,000 times 1.01. 1 
When you multiply this out, you get a final value of $1,010. We can now use the same formula to figure out how much the account will be worth after two years. The only change is that this time, PV, the previous value, is equal to $1,010, since that's how much money is in the account at the beginning of the second year. Plugging this in, we see that after two years, the account is worth $1,010 times the quantity 1 plus 0.01, which is equal to $1,010 times 1.01. When you multiply this out, you get a final value of $1,020.10. Of course, this is exactly the same answer that we got before, so we know that it works. But here's the really important point. All we've actually done each year is multiply the present value, PV, by the number 1.01, which means that we can use this to figure out that after one year, the account will be worth $1,000 times 1.01. After two years, it will be worth $1,000 times 1.01 times 1.01. After three years, it will be worth $1,000 times 1.01 times 1.01 times 1.01, and so on. Notice a trend here? All we're doing year after year is multiplying the original value by higher and higher powers of the number 1.01. And if you think about it, you'll see that we can put this all together and write it out as what's called the compound interest formula. That is, FV, the final value, is equal to PV, the previous value, times the quantity 1 plus the interest rate, with that quantity raised to a power equal to the number of years the money will grow. So FV is equal to PV times 1 plus the rate, all raised to the power of the number of years. In other words, to find the future value of an investment, first add 1 to the interest rate, written as a decimal, then raise this result to a power equal to the number of years the money will grow, and finally multiply the resulting number by the previous or initial value of the account. So in 10 years, that $1,000 investment earning 1% annual interest will be worth $1,000 times the quantity 1 plus 0.01 raised to the 10th power, which is equal to $1,000 times 1.01 to the 10th. Since 1.01 to the 10th power is approximately equal to 1.10462, when you multiply this out, you find that after 10 years, the investment is worth $1,104.62. Similarly, after 20 years, it'll be worth $1,000 times 1.01 to the 20th power. Since 1.01 to the 20th power is approximately equal to 1.22019, when you multiply this out, you find that after 20 years, the investment is worth $1,220.19. And you can keep doing this for different numbers of years to your heart's content. Of course, the number 1.01 keeps showing up here because we chose to look at an account earning 1% interest. But if the interest rate was different, this number would be different too. In the next episode, we'll look at some additional examples of using the compound interest formula and we'll tie up a few loose ends too. But before we finish up, as I mentioned in the previous few episodes, I've started a new feature on the Math Dudes Facebook page where every weekday I highlight a different number that's either particularly interesting or useful to know in your daily life. And each week I'm also going to feature one of the five numbers from the previous week in the new Math Dude podcast. This week, the featured number is three. But why three? Well, it's because I've never had a very good feeling for how heavy a kilogram is. Having grown up in the pound-centric United States, I just never developed much intuition for this unit. And that's where the number three comes in handy. 
because it turns out that all you have to do to instantly develop that intuition is remember that one kilogram is approximately equal to the weight of three full 12-ounce soda cans, which means that so long as you can picture what it feels like to hold three full soda cans, you have a way to picture the mass of a kilogram. If you think that number was handy, be sure to become a fan of The Math Dude on Facebook where you'll learn a new number that's just as handy as this one every single weekday. And as if you needed more incentive to become a Math Dude Facebook fan, I've also just started posting daily math puzzles that have proven to be quite popular. So head over to The Math Dude's Facebook page at facebook.com slash themathdude and check it all out. Of course, if you're on Twitter, please follow me there too. That's at twitter.com slash jasonmarshall. Finally, remember to email any math questions that you may have to mathdude at quickanddirtytips.com. Until next time, this is Jason Marshall with the Math Dude's Quick and Dirty Tips to Make Math Easier. Thanks for listening, math fans.